Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. My name's Panos, and today I'll be doing a Q&A from a question that came in from Amy on Instagram. Check her out. Her Instagram is amys underscore animals one. And that's amys with A-M-Y-S. Amys animals one. She does um, dog walking and pet sitting and and house visits. So she's awesome. I've met her before. We stay in contact and she's sending a question. I put a reel up with me in Chile. I'm doing some training. So standing up very straight, very tall, no body language um, or no physical cues that I was giving um, Chile. And I got him to around around me, come into the middle, come into a heel, weave between my legs and I rewarded him. And the point of the video is to was to say that it's harder to get your dog to do a behavior just on a verbal cue compared to doing it with a with a gesture. So the question is, and then I'll go right to the beginning. She was very cool. I wonder how much dog responds to commands is verbal versus visual. And I said it's not really about what breed or what dog determines visual or verbal. It's like it's an all it's an all all dogs um go off this sort of this like this applies to all dogs. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess mostly get used to whatever the training style we use with them. And then she, and then I replied saying, if you use your verbal command one second prior to the physical gesture, the dog will perform the behavior on verbal cue. And there's a lot more to this. She's, oh, it makes sense. There's a longer conversation. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do an episode of the podcast. So it, it wasn't specifically a question. It was more of her observation. The question was really that do some dogs rely more on visual do other dogs rely more on verbal and it all comes down to your training and what it is that you've actually trained your dog to do so dogs are visually orientated they care more about your body language and your physical cues and gestures than they do about our words words to dogs are things that we condition so that they understand that the word will predict a certain outcome another stimulus will come another signal will come for the dog now to perform the behavior So when it comes to teaching the sit, for example, I put food in front of the dog's nose. I lure the treat from the dog's nose up over their head. As soon as the dog's butt touches the ground, I say yes and feed the food. And just so you guys know, yes is a marker for food. Listen back to the earlier episodes about marker training so you understand what that means. But the word yes and food, yes and food, and with repetition and some conditioning, the dog's going to start to understand the word yes means that food's on its way. So when I'm luring the dog into a position, my hand goes up over their nose towards their backside and I move it towards the ground. As soon as a dog lowers the butt to the ground, mark it and feed it, mark it and feed it. So now the dog starts to realize when my hand starts going over their head with food, the dog's now going to go into a sit. And the sit means butt on the ground, obviously. <laughs> so with the food going in front of the dog's nose, as soon as you start lifting it up, the dog's now going to start to premeditate what you're, what you're telling them to do. So then as the hand starts going up, they'll just lower their butt to the ground and you'll reward them. Then your next step from there would be you, with the food in front of your hand, in front of the dog's nose, and you start to lure them up over, what you want to do is you want to start adding the word. Now, if your dog will reliably sit, if you lift your hand up over the dog's head, not fully lure, but you just lift it up over their head and they fall into a sit, as soon as their butt touches the ground, you mark and rule and they do that 10 out of 10. So hand up over the head, you just slightly lift it up, dog falls into a sit, mark and reward. Now you're like, oh, now the dog knows the sit position. From there, we then want to start to teach the dog, well, I now want to say the word sit and then for you to go into the sit. And how you do that, what you shouldn't do, 
I'll start off with is while you're luring the dog into the sit and your hand's already in motion, the dog's going into the behavior, and then you say the word sit when they sit. The problem there is that we've overshadowed the word with the gesture. The gesture is the thing that the dog's responding to the responding to for the behavior to occur. And if you say that word in amongst you luring them or giving gestures, you've lost the word throughout the thing. Now, not all the time you can capture certain behaviors and there is caveats to this, but the way that I like to teach and for a lot of clarity, you want to give your word one second before your gesture. And just for clarity here, when I say gesture, gesture typically means I've got no food in the hand and I offer a gesture. So hand up to my chest is a sit, hand down, pointing to the ground is down. My hand, like my fist in front of my knees is a recall, pointing to the bed is the bed. My hand to my cheek is the look. So every behavior will have its gesture and we will ideally like to have a verbal command on its own. And so to introduce the word sit, you say sit. One whole second later, you lure the treat up over the dog's nose towards the dog's butt, you mark and reward. You say sit, then start to lure into the sit. You got to have that one second gap. And what's going to start to happen is you say the word sit and the dog's like, don't worry about your gesture. I'm going to go into that sit and they're going to lower their butt down. It's really easy with a sit. The sit becomes really easy because there's less cues you need to get rid of. But the down is a really hard one for a lot of people. We say the word down, one whole second later, we lure them to the ground and feed them. So once your dog understands, when I point to the ground, you lay down, you know it. That's when I start introducing the word. So don't name it till you love it. Word must come only once the dog knows to respond with gesture. Don't introduce the word right from the beginning because now you're just shaping and and naming a whole bunch of behaviors that may not be true to the behavior that you want. Let me explain that. If I was to say the word sit at the beginning of luring the dog sitting, but the dog jumps up onto my hand or paws my hand, I'm now calling sit all these behaviors. What I want is I want a clear sign where my hand goes up, dog goes into a sit. Hand goes down to the ground, dog lays down. And then from there, we then start to name the word. When you get 10 out of 10 reliability, dog does the behaviors. When you've offered the gesture, that's when we add that word. Word comes one second before the gesture. So if you think that, no, my dog knows down 100%. Pause this right now. Go into your backyard or go up to your dog. Stand still like a full blank and say, down. And with no gestures, does your dog lay down? If so, your dog has a verbal command. Awesome. If you stand still and say down, but you have to point and do a whole routine with your body for the dog to do the thing, then your dog does not have a verbal command. He has a gesture, a, a, a non-verbal command. It's not the end of the world if your dog doesn't um, respond to only verbal commands, but it's it's impressive to have a word and the dog respond. Creates reliability. So if your dog's off the leash, you say come. The dog doesn't have to be looking at you to be able to come to you or to lay down. Your dog's off the leash somewhere. He slipped off the lead. He's gone somewhere. You tell him to lay down. You want them to lay down. Not have to be at a 140 degree angle from the dog. My hand has to be the right hand with two fingers here. Like it's too specific. Here, what I want is I want you to be. And when I say it's too specific, the dog goes, no, it's only when you're standing in this direction with your hand in that certain spot, with your hand, with the food, that's when I'll do the behavior. Here it's, you do the behavior when I give you the verbal command. So me standing there, still straight, and then asking for middle, heel, around, weave, and then reward. I think I probably got him to down as well. And go back and have a look at that, that video, is that 
it really demonstrates that my dog understands the verbal command and isn't relying on my body language. Further from there, one thing that I like to say to my clients is one time a client of mine says, oh, do you want to see how smart my dog is? I'm like, yeah, man, show me. Grabs treats, gets the dog to do a bunch of behaviors. And like, and like, you know, the dog understood it. It was nice to see. But I said to him, look, like, and obviously not trying to be disrespectful, but it's not super impressive because he said to me, I don't have to say the words and my dog does it. Now, because he said that statement, I said to him, listen, it's not that impressive that your dog does the behaviors just on physical cues. That's really, really easy, actually. What would be impressive to me is that you stand still, no body language, and just saying words for your dog to respond. Now, we think that it's more superior because sign language seems hard because we talk, and you guys can listen. I'm not sure if anyone's listened to the podcast with Braille, but that'd be really cool to know. So, um, But my point here is that because we can talk and we can hear, and it's harder to use hand signals to get a to get communication across, we then think that's superior when you're doing it to your dog. But what's superior is using words and no body language. If you see dog sports people, IPO in particular, they hide behind a blind. So the dog now has to do behaviors while that person's behind the blind. So being behind an object means the dog can't see you or see your inflection, see your micro gestures of your, of your face and of your hands and your body. And the dog hears words and does behavior. Sit down, stand, this, that, bark. So the dog now starts to do behaviors. That's a test to see does the dog understand the commands. So the tip here, word comes one second before your gesture. Be consistent with it and you start to get that reliability. It it enhances your training because it's a lot harder now. When I, and one thing that I put in that video in the description is like there's many more things that I would like to teach. I would like to sharpen all that up a little bit more. And what I mean by that is if I say heel, when Chili comes, he probably comes at a little bit of an angle. I want him 90 degrees flush with me. I don't want him touching me, but I want him staring at me. Now, I can make that happen with the leash and with my hands. I can make him do it fully perfect. But the trick here is can I make him do a fully perfect just with my mouth and not with my hands? So that's where we're heading towards. And I've got those little goals so that it keeps me accountable to my training and with training for him throughout all the years to come so that we're always working towards something. And making it as, for me, making it as difficult as like achieving the most difficult requirement means that I'm pressure testing my training. But more importantly, I'm keeping training interesting and and clear so that way there we don't hit our objectives too easily and too and, and too early so let me just quickly go back to the question on there just to make sure that i've answered everything because i'm pretty sure it did yeah i just think it's a big misconception that we think like we don't acknowledge how hard it is to use those words on their own. So it's not a dog thing. Now, some dogs may be responding to visual cues better than than other dogs pick up their audio cues. So there's probably something to that, which I haven't done any investigation on. But but what I like to, and again, with my everyday owners, uh, everyday clients, dog owners have to use body language for the dog to do the behavior. That's cool. It just means that you have to do more management. If the dog needs to see your hands when you're calling him to come or lay down, then the dog needs to be on a long lead. Unless you can get those behaviors on verbal cue, then you can start giving them a bit more freedom and you can hold them a little bit more to a better standard. So hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, don't hesitate. Drop them in either on NP Dog Training on my Instagram or Life With The Dog Podcast on Instagram. There's the best places to contact us. Leave a question and I'll answer it for you. Hope you guys are well and we'll speak to you next time.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Please share with your friends if you're enjoying our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, Life With Your Dog Podcast. My name's Panos, and to keep up with my dog training adventures, tips and techniques, you can find me on Instagram at NP underscore dog underscore training, my website, npdogtraining.com, or my YouTube channel, Nutris Pooches. Thanks for listening, guys. My name's Luke. If you'd like to find out more about my dog training services, you can find me at www.kizuna, that's K-I-Z-U-N-A, canine, C-A-N-I-N-E, .com.au. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at Kizuna Canine Training. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.